Good morning. It's Wednesday, May the 13th. We're reading through 2 Kings chapters 6, 7, and 8, and in John chapter 4, the second half. 2 Kings chapter 6, 7, and 8, we're going to see Elisha center stage here in terms of his ministry. Some strange things happen here in the beginning of the passage about an iron axe head floating, about uh, Elisha in the um, king of Assyria chasing after him and wanting to kill him. And Elisha has to open the eyes here of his uh, sidekick to see, his servant to see really God's protection. What a great picture. I don't know how many times most of us as Christians have thought of that story in terms of the uh, angelic protection, the kind of divine protection God brings to us. And as I often say, we are immortal until the day God has chosen for us to leave this planet. All of our days are numbered and God knows the beginning and he knows the end. And so when it comes to his decreed plan for our lives, uh, we should have that sense of protection, not a license to be foolish or foolhardy or um, irresponsible, but what an important thing it is for us to remember what Elisha was able to see in his mind's eye and be able to show uh, to his assistant. Now, in chapter 8, God proves faithful in several ways here. We can get into the details, but just want to talk about his grace. He's faithful in that, in the Shunammite's life, and in judgment as well, and just a good reminder that God is faithful to do what he says he's going to do. In John chapter 4, we get the second half, or at least the uh, aftermath of what happens with the Samaritan woman's encounter in the evangelistic encounter. Uh, super important for us to see the way in which Jesus shows his priority of evangelism. He says, as they're trying to get him to eat lunch, I have food to eat you know nothing about. This fuels me. This is the thing that drives me, is to tell people about the truth of the gospel. And I hope that we can get excited afresh today, perhaps, about what message we actually have to share. A hundred years from now, what's really going to matter? And uh, when we talk to our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers and think through the realities of our Christian life, we need to know we've got something that should motivate us. As Jesus says, the fields are white for harvest. You ought to lift up your eyes and see. And as they're coming back from Sychar, this village across the valley to, to Jacob's well, uh, here are all these people coming across in their light-colored robes and saying, look, guys, enter into the labor. You'll earn wages uh, as you engage in the evangelistic endeavor. It is fulfilling. It is gratifying. And Jesus points that out. And uh, the end, we've got a short section uh, discussion of Jesus healing the official son. So a lot of good things here for us to ponder in John chapter 4. Our community imperative is found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 today. And uh, it simply is for us, as it says in this passage, to look out not just for our own interests, but also the interest of others. I put it this way, just look out for each other's interests. Now, what's interesting about the word interests, such a big word in English, I mean, you know, it's, it seems like a weighty word. It's just a tiny little word in the original language of the, New, of the Greek New Testament. Uh, really could be translated things. Look out for the things that people are concerned about. Later in this chapter, he is going to uh, hail and praise Timothy. And he says in verse 20 of this passage, he says, I have no one like Timothy who genuinely is concerned for your welfare. Same Greek word, uh, interest in verse 4, welfare in verse 20. It's, he cares about your stuff, your things, the things that are important to you. And as we saw yesterday, as we looked at that one another uh, or the community imperative to really care uh, less about promoting myself and all my stuff, all my things. He says here we ought to care more about their things and to put your focus. It says look to, which is an analogy, and it's the word to 
to set my focus on. It's a set your gaze on that. We're always getting up every morning thinking about my agenda, my stuff, my priorities. And here the Bible says, could you put your focus, your gaze, your priorital interest on what other people have going in their life? And that's the kind of love and the kind of uh, adaptation of our lives to see other people in the body of Christ helped and advanced and to really care about their lives in a way that's very practical. So uh, look out for their stuff, their things, the things that are of importance to them, make them important to you. Simply put, look out for the interest of others today and think about that, pray that through and uh, work toward that as we seek to live out the community imperatives that the Bible has for each of us. So be sure to subscribe and if there's something about how someone perhaps has been an encouragement to you, has put their interest on your things, share that in the comments. We'd love to hear about that. That's an encouragement to us. It also motivates us to think creatively. So we'd love to hear what maybe someone has done to look out for your interests. We'll see you back here tomorrow as we continue reading through the Old and New Testament.